1: This is TalkSport Daily.
2: Hello, happy Tuesday, my friends, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with, yes, you've guessed it, me, him with the long hair. No, I'm not getting it cut, so shut your face. Now, we begin with the news that the founder of Spotify has lined up with three Arsenal legends to reportedly put a bid together to buy the club. Swedish billionaire Daniel Ek has teamed up with Thierry Henry, Dennis Bergkamp and Patrick Vieira, would you believe? And, would you believe it even more, that Omri was on the breakfast show with Woodsy and the gag. I don't believe that. And, and, get this, he said he was pleased to see the Arsenal fans protesting against the club's owners, the Cronkies. Last week, pin back your luggles and have a listen.
3: The big thing for me is the Arsenal fans, they have spoken. They're not happy. I'm a fan. I'm with them. I was happy with the protest. I couldn't go because you can imagine. But <laughs> anyway, anyhow, I'm happy with what they've done because it is your club. And if you want things to be done, it is your club. Fans will always decide the future of the club. And Ali, you know it with Rangers, when things were bad, they were vocal about it and yeah. things changed. And I know it took a little while, but now you're champion. So fans, if you want things to happen, it's on you. And they were not happy about what's happening. And rightly so, because at one point enough is enough. You know, you you sit there, you support your club. But then they did what they did with the Super League without consulting anyone, by the way. This is where I was like, wow, seriously? It is what it is. At the end of the day, I'm a fan. But some stuff are not right at the club right now. When people are vocal about it, you need to be careful because fans will always decide on the future of someone, whether it's a player, a coach or or whatever.
2: And while he was on air, Thierry Henry was inducted into the Premier League Hall of Fame. Not bad from all his work. This was of course his reaction.
1: Breaking news on Talk Sports. I've got a bit of breaking news for you, Thierry. I'm sure you know about this already, but our listeners probably don't. You've literally just been inducted into the Premier League Hall of Fame alongside Alan Shearer, um, which is must be quite a lovely feeling.
3: Wow. Yeah, I, I knew. I won't act like I didn't know. No, I knew. Oh, I used to put on your shocked face. Well, you getting And throw your
0: hand. hands up there. <laughs> That's it.
3: Now nah, listen, listen, Laura, for me, I, I'm going to be strictly honest with you. You know, you don't think about this type of stuff when you play football. You know, the only thing I wanted to do is to make my, my dad happy. That was the start and that was the end for me. Everything that came after that was a plus. Always have been a plus, never a minus. Although I had great moments in my career and bad moments. I will take this opportunity also to thank all the guys that I played with because you don't achieve anything alone. I think that I had the opportunity to play against some great players, by the way, that made me better. But the hardest thing that I had to do was to train an Arsenal football club because the competition at the training ground, wow. You know, it's all you play against Saul Campbell or you play against Scola or you have Martin Keown biting you everywhere when he could grab me. But, uh, <laughs> no, looking aside, you know, we without those guys, you know, Patrick Vieira, I mean, Dennis Bergkamp, you know, the list is long, Robert Pires, you know, without those guys, I have to talk about the old guard also, you know, the likes of Tony, David Siman, Adrien Lee Dixon, and Ray Paulo, because those guys were Arsenal, and they made me understand what what Arsenal was about, and I took it on board, and and the rest is history, I guess. And we will hear more from Henri later on in the podcast on the
2: upcoming social media boycott. Now, on to the evening's Premier League action, where, of course, Leicester City beat Crystal Palace after coming back from a goal behind at the King Power Stadium. This was the reaction on my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. It's finished Leicester City 2, Crystal Palace 1. Kelechi Iheanacho has continued his rich vein of form and has Leicester move seven points clear of fifth in the race for Champions League qualification.
3: I felt
0: in particular second half, you know, we played very, very well. Went behind in a game and when you do that against one of Roy's teams, it's it's not easy because they're so well organised, they're so compact, they're so tight. So we had to show a real mental resolve just to keep our patience in the game. But whilst trying to find the space and move the ball quickly and uh, the players did that, scored two goals in the second half, maybe could add one or two more with a bit more clinical edge, but the two goals we scored were outstanding.
2: For us of course we've been, you know, relatively safe for a period of time. In our eyes we've been relatively safe. So we've probably achieved to some extent our initial goal and people will accuse us if we don't win games of, you know, not caring enough. But it would be unfair and unjust and I, I would, you know, defy anybody who watched us play tonight to suggest that was the, that was the problem. Now Thierry Henry has said that football can affect real change in society and praised the social media boycott planned this week. The World Cup winner came off social media last month due to online racism and bullying. He believes positive change
3: happens when people come together to combat issues. It's very difficult to change uh, a problem that we have in society forever since I can remember stories with my mom, stories now, stories going to carry on. But we can have an impact on who's talking on those platforms. Or we can protect our game. For example, you saw uh, last week when everyone comes together, that Super League lasted two two days. So if everyone comes together on the racism issue, on bullying, on harassment, or whatever problem we have in our game, then things can happen. So, But if you come as an individual... From time to time, nothing will ever happen. Company only cares when you come as a pack. When the people talk, people will get something. You know, and that's that's for me, what I always thought, what I always admire. For example, it was a great victory for, for everybody that loves football. Look, I'm an Arsenal fan, but we were all football fans last week. And as for me, that was the key, because when we all come together, nobody can do anything. And after Tottenham's Carabao Cup defeat against Man
2: City, would you believe the former Palace owner Simon Jordan claimed that Daniel Levy sacrificed the League Cup for an economic reason? Michael Dawson, however, who won the trophy with Spurs back in 2008, also believes Fulham boss Scotty Parker might be a good option to be the next manager at the lane. But here's three other former Tottenham players in Danny Murphy. Paul Robinson, of course, went on to make the orange squash and Darren Anderson on Harry Kane and the future of his team. I think at the moment, there are many question marks as to where Tottenham are going. Harry Kane's future will help decide where Tottenham's future is going. So it's a it's a huge thing for both him and the club as to where he ends up playing his football.
0: Fernandinho grabs hold of the trophy. The champagne courts go off and he thrusts the Carabao Cup into the evening sky.
2: He's been very good to Tottenham and of course Tottenham, we've looked after him as well. And I think that, I think we just have to hope that he... Wants to
0: stay, I think the desire from
2: the two Manchester clubs to get to the next again, especially if City don't win the Champions League, but I mean, they could, especially Man United, the red half. I think 100 million for United and City is doable. And Kane finishes with his right foot and Tottenham lead, and Harry Kane back in the side, back among the goals. Depending on the mentality of the footballer, depending on his will to leave and his will to succeed, That's the big part. if Harry Kane, because he's done his bit, if he goes to Daniel hard enough and not regular enough you get your move
0: Daniel Levy might have to just take one on the chin he, and would, say, nev-
2: he would never do that well I think he, well, he would never do that well
0: he might have to
2: what's he taking one on the chin how much are you I, talking well he's under 100 before
0: Covid we, Harry Kane you could name your price 150, right? 150 yeah now we're in Covid and he's he, if he wants to leave I think that changes the landscape I think it changes everything and I think you could probably get him for less than 100 million. Anybody bids 150 million for you? You can go. Now, I know they're saying they're not selling, but if anybody in the, this day and age, in these circumstances, mm-hmm. so how does he do it? I really don't see how he manages to get away. Certainly not this summer. Might have a better chance next summer. But by next summer, do you consider him at the peak of his powers? Maybe not so much. I think if Harry Kane was to leave in the summer, I don't think you could him it. I think at his age and his stage of his career, there's going to be no shortage of suitors worldwide across Europe for him and in the Premier League, as we well know. I think if Harry Kane was playing for Manchester City yesterday, they'd have been a 5-0 up at half-time. I think that's, that's how good he is. But I think the appointment of a new manager will be vital, obviously, in the future of Spurs.
1: So I think, right, you look at Scott Parker at Fulham, yes, it looks like they're going to get relegated, but he played there as a player, he was there as a coach, he did all his work there, and I just think, look, get a younger manager with a with a backing of the, the owners and say, right, we have, we have a plan, we have a five-year plan, can we get to where I believe they were under Mauricio Pochettino? And I just think they've gone back in, in, in that
0: time and they've got to re, rebuild again and try and get in the Champions League because you look at the top four teams now, it looks like a real big ask for Spurs to get in there. You have to distill Daniel Levy down into a, into a, its finest format, right? What is Daniel? He's an accountant, right? He's not an entrepreneur, he's an accountant. He works for Joe Lewis, I think probably would sell Tottenham if he got the right money for it, with a device in hand that the club's losing money. And the one thing that Daniel was motivated by is the club being achieving money. Daniel Levy, in the last few moments, has said, we regret the anxiety and upset caused by the European Super League proposal. When we had a challenge last year about Tottenham following, what was that about? Money. Why did they go into the European Super League? Money. Where were, they, where were they at their most happiest when they were making 130 million quid? Why did they build a new stadium? Money. Why did they get the NFL involved? Money. Why would you take Mourinho out on the eve of a, of a final that you brought him in to achieve? And I think it's because mm. Mourinho had something. They didn't want him anymore. They'd made their decision that yeah. it had gone that way. So all they were doing was treading water. So a League Cup final was sacrificed because your best chance to win that... I don't think they've beat Man City even with Mourinho there, but they had more of a chance with Mourinho than they ever had With due respect to Ryan Mason and Chris Powell.
2: Now, was West Ham's Fabian Balbuena's sending off against Chelsea the worst VAR decision ever? Well, Watford's Troy Deeney and Adrian Durham weren't particularly impressed. By the way, Adrian Durham doesn't play for Watford. You knew that anyway. And here, they tell us exactly why.
0: Fabian Balbuena has been sent off for his follow-through on Ben Chilwell. West Ham are 1-0 down, and now they are down to 10 men. This, in a million years, Val getting sent off for West Ham for kicking a football. That's what he's been sent (laughs) off for. This is one of the biggest VAR disgraces I think I've ever seen. Mm. I cannot understand it. And I heard Danny Murphy on Jim White's show this morning saying it's because referees don't understand football. And it's just understanding the game. Now, can I expect every official to understand and be able to differentiate, probably not. So you're going to get bad decisions. With respect to Danny, and and, and I really, really like Danny, I don't think he's right. These referees, officials, they've been doing this job for years and years at various different levels of the game, from grassroots upwards. They have an understanding of football. They have played football in the past. Please don't, you know, I think it's insulting to say they don't understand. I think what's happening is, he's gone over to the screen, that referee, and all he's seen is that footage. You know, it just instantly stops the moment the studs are on Chilwell's calf. And so he thinks, oh, yeah, he, he studded him in the calf. I've got to send him off for that.
2: There's a saying within the game the game's gone. And that is officially a, a moment where you go, the game is gone. Yeah. He's, he's cleared the ball. It's just a follow through. It, it happens. But I think now as well, you've got to be a little bit more accountable for players just staying down. Like It's getting a bit embarrassing. I'll be honest, it's the one thing I'm. I'm not looking forward to next year because I'm now going. Am I going to be able to even use my shoulder to barge anyone anymore? Is that too physical and it just becomes it becomes silly? And but no, they've got to start looking at these rules because next season when there's fans back, can you imagine if it being sent off and they have to show that reason oh. why or or the fans can see that screen? It's going to be carnage. Now Chelsea take on Real Madrid tonight for the first leg of their semi-final tie. A game you can hear dive on TalkSport. Ahead of the game, manager Thomas tickle tuckle was asked about the tactics his side will employ in order to beat the Spanish Giants or El Clasicoers.
1: Once you arrive, the higher you, you climb on, on the level, rely on yourself, rely on your strengths and uh, do the things that make you comfortable, which are proven that they work. And we, had, we have these things as a team. And this is what we try to do on the best level, there's no other approach for for a match like this. All these discussions about Super League made forget that we have now a new format of Champions League very soon. Did they ask any coach about this? I don't think so. They did not ask me. It's just more, 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 more games. This is not more quality, it's just more games. Who should play these games? And at the same time, we have three, three substitutes here in, in Premier League in the toughest competitions. I'm not happy about this format.
2: Now, Farrell Williams, England's most capped international, will retire from football at the end of the season. The midfielder has played 172 games for her country, winning the bronze medal at the 2015 World Cup. On TalkSport 2's Women's Football Weekly show, she told Faker Rothers what she plans to do next. Yeah, I mean, I've got a long way to go in terms of my coaching badges at the minute. I certainly feel ready to coach. I don't, you know, I'm far away from management at the moment. But in, in terms of coaching within a first team environment, um, within the WSL, that's something that that I'd like to do. I've still got been given another ten months with the FA with the, with the under 17s as a second coach for, for for that team. So that's something I'm looking forward to doing and, and completing my badges. And then if there's media opportunities out there for me to talk about the game that you know has given me so much and that I love so much, then then of course that's something that that I'll. Well, that's nearly all we've got time for. Before I let you go, let me tell you about how you can hear Real Madrid against Chelsea. It's live on Talk Sport. That's the semi final, first leg, of course, from 7 pm. And also, at the same time, if you're thinking bigger and better, yep, we've got it as well in the Championship on TalkSport 2. The big one, Brentford v. Rotherham. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport Apple wherever you get your podcast From I'm back on Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar tonight, take in your calls after Chelsea have got absolutely humiliated and annihilated and hammered against Real Madrid. Come on the Real Madriders, people. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first in the morning. So do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe.
1: That was a podcast from TalkSport.